Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Thursday, May the 7th, 2020. Hopefully this finds you guys staying safe and sweaty wherever you're at. If you're still locked at home, uh, you're making the most of it. If you're out and about and you're loose again and they've set you free, hopefully you are uh, enjoying it and we never you know, take it for granted again, even if it might be a little bit awkward at first here in the stages. Hopefully you guys are just you know, appreciating every day for what it is. So today's episode, we're going to talk about things to help you be healthier. And I feel like I've said all of these before like a thousand times, but my hope is by rehashing some of these, you might pick up one or two new habits along the way, whether it be during this season or when you're you know, a zombie emerging from the grave back out into the real world, you can take some of these, you know, healthy habits, rituals, and routines and implement them into your life just to be, you know, more mindful of the things you're putting into your body and how you're treating it, both, you know, physically uh, and obviously mentally too, because I think that's a huge part of it. So obviously I'm going to dig into uh, real food and all those things, but I will say the one thing I have been doing in terms of uh, just being healthier during this, we've talked about it before. One, not uh, not consuming the news and not consuming negative people and getting lost in comments and uh, conspiracy theories and a bunch of nonsense. I, I can't say enough like how that affects not only like your mental health, but that can affect your physical health. Obviously, I think a lot of people know if you've forgotten, we can make ourselves physically ill by how we think about things. Like when you get that, you know, anxiety, that stress, that kind of sick to your stomach feeling, that's a real thing. Um, I've had it in in my life before, not, you know, recently, but again, even during this, there's, there's times of the day where I just won't feel normal, right? Like even if I'm here and uh, things are kind of going, you know, as good as they can be, it's just not the same. And that's a, that's a mental headspace. And when you mix in, us breaking up our normal routines and rituals and then integrating us watching the news or reading a a video a friend sent us like I'm not not talking a positive friend I'm talking like your crazy friend who thinks the world is against you when you start to get down that you know rabbit hole you can get to a pretty dark place pretty fast and sometimes it's hard for people to kind of crawl out of that and so one of the steps to being healthier is just not consuming the wrong stuff not consuming negative shit not you know, associating with those people. And if they're posting things and writing things and you find yourself getting caught up in that, delete them, block them, or just ignore it uh, and put yourself in that kind of positive mind space. And in terms of, you know, the the overstressing and the uncertainty and the anxiety, I was talking with my people uh, over at Beam today. Uh, and if you guys who've listened to me for any amount of time, Beam is the CBD company that we work with. I've had the founders on the podcast before to talk about the benefits, why they got into it and why they do it. Their CBD, just for reference, has no THC, uh, so it does not get you high. Uh, you won't fill a drug test. So if you're looking to get high, obviously just go you know, talk to your best high school drug dealing buddy, or if it's legal where you're at, obviously go uh, and, and buy it legally. Uh, it, and all jokes aside, um, I've taken it for probably the last year, year and a half, and usually I just do like one drop of the tincture per night, like a thousand milligram. If you're watching on YouTube, you guys can see it right there. I just take one drop, put it under my tongue, I let it sit there, and then I find that my quality of sleep is a lot better. Uh, I don't have a problem falling asleep, but it's the latency. I don't find myself waking up at 10:30, you know, midnight or 1:30 in the morning worrying about whatever. I just find my disturbances are so much less since I've been taking it, and I haven't really done anything else different. 
And if you guys are interested, obviously, in checking it out, um, the discount code is just Jeremy Scott. It's on the beamtlc.com website, or just hit me up. I'm happy to shoot you guys the link directly with our link. Uh, but again, you can just enter code Jeremy Scott. It takes 20% off everything always. And recently they came out with a product. It's like a clarity. It's like a mental boost product. And hopefully it does actually uh, mentally boost your brain because Lord knows I need it. But they throw in a ton of quality stuff. Obviously there's CBD in there, but they throw in like lion's mane. And if you guys aren't familiar uh, in terms of like superfoods, like lion's mane is that mushroom superfood that supports brain function and uh, memory for sure. And obviously the ashwagandha, they throw that in there as well, which is pretty cool. And that's the herb that helps people kind of balance stress levels and boost brain power. So that's kind of the take. So I've been doing my coffee and like, you know, water with lemon, my vitamin C, and then I'll take some of this clarity uh, from Beam, which is the CBD uh, adaptogen blend. I'll throw it in water and I'll just pound it. So I find that, uh, you know, I can think a little bit clear, especially during this. And that's one thing like I haven't talked about a ton as I've been going through this. And again, if you guys are interested, hit me up code is just Jeremy Scott uh, on the beam TLC site for that but as I've been like even just training and working out during this season I've had so much shit uh, to deal with I've actually worked more during this time than any time before with clients which is really crazy to say but there's so many protocols and things to like forecast and calls I've been on and just trying to put out you know 19 fires a day and just answering questions and doing a lot of hand-to-hand combat on email and Instagram DM, honestly, a lot. And we've obviously filmed more content than ever, but all those things kind of infiltrate your brain, right? And you find your your mind wandering during training, which I really hate. So a lot of my workouts now, I've obviously been you know taking the CBD product, but I'm structuring them to where they're like flows, where I'm not on these you know certain sets and and time intervals. It's just like okay, ten dips, ten pull ups you know, 50 yards walking lunges, and I just kind of flow through it. So my mind doesn't have to be concentrating on, on just specific sets and loading. It's it's more of a free way to do it, which I found has helped because my mind has been wandering, you know, during this season of life, probably more than ever before, which usually during training is my time to just kind of unplug. And, and I found that this shit season of life has infiltrated my brain during training and I don't like it. So, uh, I've set up workouts accordingly, uh, put things on the TV to kind of, you know, help me engage in that. And the music helps and obviously uh, the CBD too. So if you guys are interested, hit me up and I'm happy to uh, to share it. And obviously when we talk about being healthier, you know, your mindset matters. Uh, the things you read, the things that you're watching, the people you're talking to and getting advice from and uh, just adjusting how you kind of see everything I, th- I think is crucial. And, and, you know, obviously it starts with, you know, what you watch, what you listen to, the quality of sleep you get obviously is crucial and key being on a schedule, but eating real food too. And I think when we give out uh, the sheets here at Jeremy Scott Fitness, and I think I have some right here. If you're on YouTube, you guys can see this. It's basically just the, I guess what you call like the nutrition information uh, on anything that you guys are going to get at a grocery store. So if you're going to walk into like anything that's in a bag or a box, right? It has like the nutritional guidelines on the back. And we hand that out um, to athletes here and clients here and people who come in. And we include it in a lot of our programs too, uh, just because it's pretty basic. But inside that guide, we tell people, I'm like, when you're looking at a nutrition label, it's not rocket science when you read it. But again, a lot of people are unfamiliar with how they would even interpret it and look at it. And what we said is when you're looking at like that nutrition label, look at the ingredients, obviously. Like, what do you recognize? And it's not that you have to recognize every single thing, 
But when you're reading it, you know, like how to read the nutrition facts. What we say is look at the fiber and look at the sugar. And typically we tend to tell people look at foods that are higher in fiber and lower in sugar. That's just like kind of the set point uh, in terms of, you know, what quality is it? Now, obviously, there's certain foods where it's not going to have, you know, a, a ton of fiber and it might have some sugar. But if you're looking at something like a piece of fruit, obviously, there's going to be sugar. Obviously, there's going to be fiber. But those aren't the things we're really specifically driving at. When you're looking at, you know, if you're going to buy a certain kind of bar, whether it's like a perfect bar or a power crunch bar, just be aware of what's in it. But focus on foods that are as close to real as possible, obviously, and that are higher in fiber and lower in sugar. And, you know, typically for you guys, when we're eating things, I like to say in every single meal, you have a protein source. I think that'd be ideal. If the meal or you're feeding, whether it's a snack or a meal or however you want to classify it, does not have a protein source, it's not really a meal. I think you're just kind of bullshit. And that's not to say you can ever just like have an apple, but I like to pair that with a protein or a fat, typically I would go with a protein because I think in terms of satiety, uh, you know, you'll be satisfied you know, a little bit longer. And the things like, you know, fish is great. Obviously, the lean cuts of chicken and turkey, the red meats. If you're doing protein powders, like we use JLab, that's the protein company we work with. Uh, those guys are cool. If it's a whey protein, I like them. Or if you go the vegan route, that's fine too. And then obviously focusing on real fruits. In real vegetables, as dumb and as basic as that sounds, you know, your strawberries, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, all the things are great. Even it's the, you know, the the more popular fruits, the ones that have a little bit more sugar, the bananas, the apples, the oranges. I'm a fan of everything. Obviously, if you can get it fresh and you enjoy it and it fits your life, like that's a great place to start. And then obviously we know greens and vegetables are key. The broccolis, the asparagus, the Brussels sprouts, the peppers. If you're looking at nuts, your things like your almonds, your walnuts, your cashews. And then obviously if you're going sprouted grains, I'm a fan of Ezekiel products for sure. But there's nothing wrong with like quality oatmeals and and rices and quinoas and those things. As long as they fit your macros and, and that's the base of what you're doing, you guys are, you know, usually off to a good start. And again, when we talk detailed in terms of nutrition stuff, right? like the lower glycemic index carbohydrates like vegetables tend to be best as opposed to you know crushing donuts and and eating the processed stuff which is it's pretty common sense right but again we're just rehashing some of the things that sometimes we forget when we get stressed and we tend to err on the side of comfort foods you know like the macaroni and cheeses and the mashed potatoes and the things which again they have their place but not every single meal and you can't always rely on those things which we've talked about on other podcasts you know when you're looking to food to solve a problem but the food can't solve the problem and it just perpetuates you down a really rough track and if I go back to fiber you know for a second for me fiber can be found in a lot of places fruits are ideal for a lot of you guys um, if you're really conscious on you know your macros and you tend to overeat on fruit, again, I don't think fruit's ever the thing that made people fat, but you know it'd be easy for me to eat five pieces of fruit per day for sure because I love it so much. And like once I start eating pineapple, you know, kind of all bets are off. Or I could easily eat, you know, an apple with like a half a jar of peanut butter. So hey, obviously knowing yourself is going to be key, but you know, fruits are a great place to have fiber and a lot of those nutrients in the pit, the peel, and the pulp, you know? Like, when you're doing just juices, for most of the time, if you're going to, like, you know, one of the smoothie places, they're probably just giving you sugar juice. Not always. Uh, But again, when you're going there, 
if you're going to get a juice or something, I would err on getting like the greener juices that are like, you know, your spinach, your kales, like those things are kind of the base. And then you can add in things like the gingers, the turmerics, and obviously anytime they throw in like, like a ginger and a lemon, it tends to make it not taste like shit. And I think that's kind of the key, obviously, as they get in the nutrients. But for the most part, the juices are just sugar juice. And now there is obviously going to be probably some nutrients in there. But for the most part, if you remember the pit, the peel and the pulp, uh, a lot of the good stuff is kind of solidified right in there. So if it's not fruit, vegetables, obviously, I'm, I'm always going to harp on, you know, you can eat more greens. You always can. You can always eat not, not just greens, you know, carrots are great. Peppers are great. Uh, cauliflower is great. There's so many amazing vegetables out there and you can integrate them a million different ways into your diet. And then again, obviously, the high quality, you know, sprouted grains uh, and, and the quality real whole grains are extremely important for you guys to obviously have fiber uh, in your life. And typically what you'll find is when you have a decent amount of fiber and you're eating the bigger meals, you'll be satisfied you know, for longer, so you're not as hungry. It can kind of slow the rate of digestion. It helps you guys control insulin and your blood sugar levels. So you're not going crazy and you're not hungry every five minutes, you know, because obviously when those things are out of whack and we're having these huge, you know, I guess how you put it, insulin spikes and our blood sugar is, is, is crashing and it's moving, it can help you guys promote fat storage if you're eating in a calorie surplus, which is less than ideal. And so for the most part, if you can eat real foods that are in healthy ranges, overall, you guys will move better, feel better. Uh, the bonuses, you can improve your heart health, which is cool. So if we're talking fiber, most of you guys, 25, 30 grams per day, 35 grams maybe on the higher end. Obviously, if you're eating five grams, don't go to 30 right off the bat. I think that's a little bit uh, you know, crazy. Another thing I do like to do, which I'll talk about in a different category, is adding chia seeds in, uh, in terms of fiber. I think chia seeds are crucial. They're great. I do like the um, the GT Synergies. I've talked about those before. The purple, the grape flavor. Uh, with the chia seeds actually in the, the kombucha with the live cultures in terms of gut health. Um, those are amazing. So I do like to throw those in as well. And again, as we touched on before, uh, when you guys are eating, people ask me sometimes, Jeremy, why do you harp on eating so much protein? I think at this point, most of us know um, protein is the necessary building block of muscle to help you guys create lean muscle mass on your body. It's basic. Your muscles, your metabolism, if you want to think of it that way, the more lean tissue you have on your body, the leaner you're going to be. And I'm not talking when people think like, oh, it's muscle. I don't want to get too bulky. Bulk is not that. That's just you eating too many cupcakes and drinking beers. That's stupid shit. Lean tissue comes in all shapes and forms depending on the person's body type um, and like, you know, their muscle bellies, I guess when you look at how they're built, you know, the insertion origin points of everything, how the muscles stretch and how they look on a different person is going to be unique to them. So when I say lean tissue, if you look at me and say, oh, Jeremy, you're lean and athletic or whatever, or if you look at me and say, oh, you're kind of, you know, bulky and blocky in certain areas, whatever your viewpoint of me is, doesn't matter to me. The point I'm driving at is it's lean tissue. And the more of that lean muscle tissue you have, the easier it is for you guys to be lean, stay lean, and live lean 24-7, 365. And protein is required for you guys to be able to build that muscle. And I know a lot of times, mostly women, I'm, I'm generalizing here, they hear that and say, well, I don't want to build any more muscle. My legs are already too muscular. I'm like, it's nonsense. They can be muscular. 
but there's no, I don't even think there is such a thing as I'm, you're too muscular. Like naturally, obviously if you're on a shit ton of androgens and drugs, then sure that can happen. But for the most part, that's why I say, when you look at your meals that you eat, protein should be the base of it, green vegetables, you know, and any kind of vegetables really is right there. And then the healthy fats, that makes up the meal. And if you want something sweet, the fruit would be like the dessert or something. And at least that's the way that I kind of compartmentalize it and look at, you know, meals that we eat. But lean proteins, vegetables, healthy fats, and you guys are golden. If you need something else, your sweet treat can be like the fruit-based, or if you're going real stuff like the perfect bars, or if you want to get, you know, crazy, you throw in the halo tops and things like that. Or you could throw in like, you know, your Ezekiel. I do this a lot. I do the Ezekiel muffins, the cinnamon raisin with some peanut butter, and I cut up some bananas. I put that on there. That's like one of my favorite things to do in the world. Or you could take like your oatmeal. You know, throw a little almond milk in there, cinnamon, throw some blueberries, raspberries, blackberries on there, and that's like your treat. In addition to your meal, that was chicken, Brussels sprouts, and avocado, or something like that. Like, those are all healthy, just basic options right off the top, and that's a pretty balanced meal. And to touch on the next point, when you're talking healthy fats, most of you guys, like when you look at your day, whether it's, you know, the coconut oils, the olive oils, you know, the almonds, the walnuts, the you know, organic, if you can, the, the pasteurized kind of omega-3 fortified eggs are ideal or any kind of those like, you know, krill oil, fish oil, omega-3 products are great for you. Uh, I don't think there's any way you can go wrong with them. Again, obviously the healthy fats are, you know, they're great antioxidants, which most of us know, which again, if I come back to it, helps with brain function and they're an essential process of your body on a daily basis. So those essential fatty acids, if you will, um, can help prevent a myriad of diseases, at least if you look at the research. You know, it can be shown to help you avoid a lot of the issues. And that's why I say when we talk essential proteins, essential fats, there is no essential carbohydrate. It doesn't mean you don't need to eat them, which technically you don't, but I think you'd be a miserable person if you didn't. So that they do have their place in your diet, but you have to have essential proteins and essential fats to feel good and live your life. Without it, you're going to have uh, an abundance of issues. And so I guess if you guys struggle with getting enough of the quality fats in there, which some people don't struggle getting fat, the average person, I think quality fats is what people do struggle with. Because obviously if you go eat you know, cheeseburgers and french fries uh, and candy bars, you're going to get enough fat in your diet, mostly uh saturated uh, or sometimes even trans fat, which would not be the ideal mix for most of you. So to ensure you're getting enough quality, healthy fats, enough quality omega-3s and fish oils and krill oils into your diet and those types of fats that your body really needs. I will come back to, you know, chia seeds I think are ideal for you on top of the things I previously mentioned. And when I say chia seeds, you know, they're very high in omega-3 fatty acids. In fact, chia seeds contain more omega-3s than salmon gram for gram. I'll repeat that because it's pretty powerful. If you guys are in a place where you, you don't have access to a lot of you know, fresh, high-quality fish or you're not a fish person or you're not going to take the time to prep it and make it, which does take a little bit more work than like you know just growing a steak, if I'm being completely honest, that's easier for me to do. Chia seeds contain more omega-3s than salmon gram for gram. But it's important to note that obviously the omega-3s uh, that you're getting in chia seeds are mostly uh, the AOA, which is the alpha uh, linolenic acid. Did I say that right? Linolenic? I struggle with that word all the time. But basically, that's where most of the uh, omegas come from when you guys are doing chia seeds. But regardless, it's still quality. If you really 
can't find enough ways to squeeze them in, obviously you can supplement too. And I think for a lot of you guys, it would be a benefit to you to supplement with like a, an omega-3 krill oil, fish oil type product. We work with the people at JLab. Hit me up. I'll shoot you guys the link to the exact uh, krill oil I take every single day. Again, I just throw it in basically in my nightly routine. I do a pretty good job of always consuming enough omegas, but I do still take a supplement on top of that just for the benefits of, you know, if we're talking heart health, if we're talking joints, which again, we can repair the tissue in the gym relatively easy, but the joints only have so much life on them and you only have so many fitness checks you can cash on your elbow, your wrist, your knee. So why not throw in a quality krill oil uh, every single day on top of, you know, the healthy omegas you're eating. And so I take one every day. I'm happy to share with you guys the one I take. Um, and so I find that to be the easiest way to kind of throw all those things in. And then obviously, as we move through this quick, if you guys are struggling every day to get vegetables, obviously we work with Athletic Greens. You guys can throw those in. But you just have to make a conscious effort to, to put them in any way, you know, possible. You know, for most people... It'd be like five to 10 servings a day, which is really hard to do um, to get all your micronutrients. But it's the things that we don't think about. Like if you do make a protein shake, you just literally take some spinach and you throw it in your protein shake and blend that bad boy up. It doesn't taste like anything. It just turns it green. Or if you're going to make eggs, like you literally can just take some you know, peppers, uh, cut up onions and maybe some spinach and throw it into your eggs and mix it up. And it's like you have a little, you know, almost like a, a ghetto omelet or like a stir fry version, which again... It doesn't sound like a lot, but doing those little habits over time is going to add up pretty quickly. And then again, what I do, especially that is where I feel like I don't want to do it, when I'm at home, I'll just grab some veggies and I'll just dip them in like, uh, you know, Bolt House Ranch or I'll dip them in like, you know, uh, avocado or like some guacamole. And again, I'm just, I'm snacking on carrots and, and guacamole as I'm cooking my meat. And all of a sudden I added a bunch of carrots into my day. It's it's a little hacks like that, that just help you guys be a little bit healthier. Again, I'm not sharing anything here with you that's earth shattering. It's just little hacks to be able to integrate healthier things into your day. And so for me, obviously mapping out what you do is crucial and key and having those kind of little go-to healthy snacks around as opposed to just having Cheetos uh, everywhere is going to do you guys a lot of good in the long run. And then obviously if we're talking about just being healthier, hydration is the key. Most of you guys, 100 ounces of water per day or more. The things I like to throw in, coffee obviously is life for me. Uh, I do do the zero calorie uh flavored drinks, the Gatorade Zeros, the Powerade Zeros. I do sweat a lot when I train. So putting back those electrolytes and it gives me something flavorful too. Uh, my wife does the teas a lot all kinds of them. Obviously, if you guys know, green tea is probably one of the most popular. Again, it's a low-calorie option. It's better than you guys filling it with, you know, if you're drinking real soda, please stop doing that. Or if you're doing like just the fruit juices, like apple juice and orange juice and grape juice, the things are just completely packed with sugar. They have some nutrients in it, but you're, in terms of fat loss, like really it affects your body the same way as like drinking a Mountain Dew. So I would have you guys not do that and err on the side of like water coffees and teas and the zero calorie drinks whenever possible again even for me to say like having you grab a diet soda as opposed to drinking three beers obviously it's a lesser of two evils so making the proper choices but letting water obviously always be the key there and then if we go through here super quickly just on you know balancing uh everything when you guys are talking about like the daily fat intake. Most of you guys have heard me talk about before, at least 
a third of that fat intake, you're probably talking like from the monosaturated fats and like the poly uh, unsaturated fats and uh, probably saturated fat too uh, you throw in there. I'm a fan of all of them. So like you have your mono unsaturated fats and the poly um, saturated fats and the saturated fats, like a third, a third, a third. Now, obviously it's not going to be a perfect mix every single day. I don't think it has to be, but if you guys do struggle to find that balance, if you just ensure yourself you're taking like an antioxidant rich omega-3 product uh, that has the fatty acids in there, like a krill oil, I think you're going to be okay. So in terms of you guys being healthier and fat loss being the main goal, you've heard me talk about it before. If you've been stuck at home and you're still there and you found yourself like binging and going crazy and stuff because of the extra stress and the things that are going on. I feel for you and I have empathy for you and that is a real thing. But obviously tracking your food and my fitness pal can be super helpful. I actually talked to uh, the D-Lo, Dave DiLorenzo, uh, the other day, Mr. 5%. He um, has been stuck at home, obviously working from home mostly. His job has kind of shifted during all of this. And uh, the one thing he said to me was, you know what, man, like tracking food on my fitness pal it was such an eye-opener, and it was way easier than I thought it would be, and it, it helped solve a lot of problems that I used to have, and he had never tracked it before at scale as in depth, and he's just like, it really just shows like how things add up and where you uh, have pitfalls and where things are across the board. I know for people, it's, it's boring and it's monotonous, and it might not be the thing you want to do every single day for the rest of your life, but like anything, it's like training wheels, and, and once you own a set of skills... And you can do anything you want with them. You can take the training wheels off and you probably don't have to track every single day. But it does help be mindful of what's going in and it helps you understand, you know, the caloric impact of certain foods, how much protein, carbs, fats, how much fiber it has, how much sugar it has. In addition to just using, you know, like a MyFitnessPal every single day, for you guys, you know, to really be consistent with fat loss, you have to develop good habits. It's the consistency of those habits. And the only real way to develop good habits is to have a good plan in place. And I talk about it all the time, having a goal and accountability and a coach is one of the most crucial things for that. But even more simplistic than that, than being in a coaching program or like being in our next 30, 40 days to fit program or being in our inner circle group or training with us in person here or at your local gym or your box or wherever you belong to, you have to have a good plan in place. And, And when I'm talking about a plan, I'm talking about like mapping out your meals um, every day and just kind of sticking to that structure. Now, I don't, I'm not talking about a meal plan. I think meal plans are essentially worthless. Having a sample in an outline you can play off of that fits your lifestyle where you can ebb and shift is probably one of the most crucial things. So like looking, like what does your week look like? And finding something that fits and is easy that you can stick with that's going to reinforce those good habits is one of the best things you can do. And it makes your life easier, not up front, it's more work for sure, but uh, it makes it way more simplistic to follow a daily plan and you're just kind of wash, rinsing and repeating that. And so what I mean is like figure out how many times you're going to eat per day, if it's one meal, two meal, three meals, four meals, kind of look at your week too. What days, you know, do you go to work early? Which days do you go to work late? Which days do you have off? And are you going to eat two meals those days, three meals those days, four meals those days? Are you going to have your 
treat or cheat meal? How are you guys going to plan that? So usually for me, I'm eating during this season, to be honest with you, I've been eating like one meal per day just because things are just funky and they're kind of off. But in my normal life outside of this, it's usually two meals per day. So I eat the two meals every single day. And then I plan for like my treat or cheat meal, typically like on a Saturday afternoon or evening. And that's usually what I do. And if my week is going crazy and I've trained and, you know, I feel like I look good and I feel good, I might do two cheat meals, uh, obviously, in the week. But I plan those things out and I have a, a general idea of what I'm going to eat every day. Okay, it's going to be chicken sausage and eggs uh, and Ezekiel products here. And then it's going to be salmon and Brussels sprouts and cauliflower rice here. And I have room for a perfect bar there. And I might throw in a halo top here. Things like that. I just have, and again, I don't map it out. I don't follow a strict, you know, plan in terms of like how you guys think of a meal plan. But there is an outline that I follow. And I really don't deviate from that very much. It's not like I'm going to wake up tomorrow and eat, you know, four meals in the day because it's just, it's not what I do. So if you have a mindfulness of that in terms of like what's in line with your goals, your macros, what's in line with your schedule, and when we get back to normal life, like your social schedule, I think that's going to be key. But this is a time where you can actually step back and take 30 minutes if you have more free time now than you had before and drill down and be like, okay, here's what I'm going to do now. And when I do start to go back to work and my kids are back in sports or back at school or when I drop them off, this is this is how I'm going to eat things. And I'm going to eat around this time. I'm, and again, set a timer on your phone. You eat at you know 10, you eat at 2, you eat at 6, or whatever your schedule is. And just even if a reminder, hey, dummy, eat now. Hey, idiot, drink your water now. Like little things like that on, on our phones is one way we can use technology to be more mindful and stick to a plan. And over time... The consistency of that will show up in your fat loss, in how your body looks, in how it feels. And then eventually, those alarms are just going off, but you don't even need them there anymore. It just becomes your routine and what you do. And the last, you know, things I'll, I'll list here real quick is just if you guys can incorporating more, you know, superfoods into your day on a daily basis. And like the things I talked about before, chia seeds are one of those. Uh, Flax seeds in that kind of same category, kind of like the flax meal, flax seeds, chia seeds, all those things. The things like the, the teas are great, uh, the green teas, obviously. Uh, if you're talking like real foods, you know, I, the perfect bars, honestly, uh, for what they're worth, like they, there's close to cookie doughs you're probably going to get. They're, they're a little more calorie dense in terms of a bar for sure. They are in your refrigerated section, but they do taste super good. They're addicting. So try, they come in like a pack of four if you can get those, but don't eat all four in a day. Um, I have not done that yet, but I easily could for sure. But those are the things I'm talking about, the things that are very rich in antioxidants and, and that help you guys feel good that are, you know, micronutrient-dense, antioxidant-dense, uh, salmon is a great one, the real yogurts, not the, you know, fruity-packed ones with a bunch of, you know, granola and shit in them, like the real yogurts, like the kefirs, those kind of things. Uh, obviously, your vegetables, your spinaches, your kales, your asparaguses, your Brussels sprouts, your tomatoes, your berries, all the mixed nuts typically uh, are in that, you know, the coconut oils, uh, because again, there, there's so many health benefits to those things. Those are the things I would consider kind of like in that basic like superfood category. Just honestly, man, the things that, that grow, um, the fruits and the vegetables that grow from the earth. Uh, it, it's not, we, we could do a million podcasts on each individual thing and we can make this super complex but at the end of the day if it's real food is the base of what you do you guys are going to be 
super, super successful. And that's why I say like eating real food, sticking to a plan, maybe journaling it, tracking it on my fitness pal, just for the fact of like it's an easy way for you guys to evaluate, you know, and analyze any current success or, or progress you are or aren't making for that matter. So that way if like you're not building as much muscle as you want or your fat loss has been slowed or it completely stalls or you the word people always say is I've hit a quote unquote plateau, well then look at like your MyFitnessPal. Look at your workouts if you've been tracking them. Look at like how you've been feeling and look at how you've been eating. See what foods have been coming in. Are they, are the macros aligned? Are you eating enough protein every day? Is it enough quality fats? And is it just cheeseburger fat or is it, you know, legit fat from coconut oil and chia seeds and walnuts? Like those kind of things matter. So yeah, the macros matter for sure. And if it fits your macros is the thing in terms of fat loss, but you can eat, you could eat McDonald's every day. And I'm not bagging on McDonald's. You could eat any fast food every single day, and you could still lose weight. You could eat at a fast food restaurant every single day of mostly processed bullshit, and you could still lose weight. Now, I don't think that's ideal for optimal health. That's why I say auditing how you feel, whether it's keeping a food journal or my fitness pal, or just assessing, you know, excuse me, what foods are coming in every day is going to be crucial. And that way you can look, okay, I haven't, you know, lost any weight in three weeks. I haven't built, you know, as much muscle as I wanted to in the last 10 months. I don't have as much energy on these days. And you say, okay, well, now I can analyze and I can look and I can shift where you need to based on what you have been auditing, journaling, and tracking, obviously, via MyFitnessPal. And the last thing for you guys here is obviously exercise. I don't even know if I have to say that, but you have to exercise now for sure you can you can lose weight um but it's changing what you eat which i think is a huge part of of what we do but very few people and i mean this very few people are successful in life and in long term looking and moving and feeling the way that they want uh or and honestly like losing as much body fat as they want to and being their absolute leanest and strongest and most functional if they don't exercise, they, they just go hand in hand. It, it sounds like common sense, but I had to say it out there. Uh, most people, food is the harder part to tackle than the exercise. Most people are almost to a fault willing to exercise every single day. Even if they're not motivated, they'll just get up and do it because they can feel an instant release. They're sweating, they're breathing heavy, they, they feel it's working, uh, their heart rate is up. You know, it's an instant. I don't want to say gratification, but basically it's an instant reaction where if you like you take a probiotic, you can't really tell within a day. Um, you know, you start eating Brussels sprouts on Monday. It's not like two hours later, you can tell the difference. You know, you're riding a salt bike for two minutes. You can tell you're doing something right. But there is people who tend to kind of slack on the exercise. So daily activity is key. I don't mean just like going in and doing PRs, going for a 20, 30 minute walk doing mobility foam rolling is great a couple days a week and then if it's three days a week you guys are crushing it that would be enough with the proper diet but i think if you want long-term success a proper exercise plan a proper nutrition plan and obviously getting quality sleep not filling your head with a bunch of negative garbage uh is probably one of the biggest keys for you guys is just being healthier overall and all the things i mentioned are, are just common sense but they're all things that if you are doing them, double down on them. If you're not doing some of them, I would integrate all of them into your life. And if you have a question on any of those things, please hit me up. But if you follow that stuff, probably like 90% of the time, you'll be successful. 
you'll have that unwanted uh, you know, layer of shit you've been collecting over the stay-at-home time or over the last five years or ten years, that unwanted body fat on what insert any area of your body you don't really enjoy, that stuff's going to melt away. And if you find yourself setting some of these rules and, and setting some of these protocols and, and you're breaking them, you know, more than 90% of the time, you're highly raising the level of you failing. You're increasing your, your failure level every single day that that goes on. So again, it's not about being perfect. It's just about being smart in making the right choice more often than not. And I, I can't emphasize that enough in whatever you do with the way that you eat, the way that you sleep, how you train, the things that you read, the things that you listen to, it's what we consistently do over time that paints the biggest picture. So when you see someone walking around who's financially successful, they, they probably made the right choice more often than not. Sure, there's anomalies and people who inherited money and got lucky, but for most part, it's not. It's, it's hard work, you know, consistently over time. If you see somebody who's in great shape all the time, genetically, I guess they could have got lucky, but after the age of 25, it's probably not the case. They probably more often than not eat well. They probably exercise. They probably get quality sleep and they're mindful of what they're doing and they're taking care of all the things that go into doing that. That's why there's so few people who are, you know, fit and healthy and happy for the long run because it's tough to do. But if you integrate these simple things over time, you can be healthier. And it's not about what you look like. It's the internal health. The crazy thing is when you start to take care of that and you do it because, you, you want to sleep better and feel better and, and think clear. The byproduct is you start to look a certain way and move a certain way. And that's when the rich get richer because when you start to feel good, you start to elevate the way that you train. You start to kind of, you know, make one better food choice here, one better sleeping choice here, one better training choice here. And all of a sudden you're consistently building a better body and a life over time. And that's why I say the consistent part of it because anybody can do this stuff for a month. I, not anybody, but a lot of people can be motivated for 30 days. It's hard to be motivated for 30 years. And that's why I say you have to focus on the things that are sustainable over the long haul, the lifestyle choices, not just, oh, I'm going to throw this in for two weeks and see what happens. It's fine as a kickstart for sure. And it's nice to have external motivators. That's why I like doing different programs and jumping into things and having groups here and do that kind of stuff. But they're all rooted in the same stuff. 90% of the time you're just eating real nutrient-dense foods, you're taking the quality supplements to fill the gaps that you can't do, you're taking things to make life easier. And again, I'm always into trying, you know, new supplements or new foods or new workout protocols or sleeping protocols because if I can keep elevating, you know, you know, my human, you know, genetic code here uh, in in finding what works for me and my lifestyle, that's going to be the key. So you guys just finding a consistent schedule of, you know, what supplements work for you, what sleeping schedule works for you, what foods work for you, what training program works for you, what community works for you, what's going to keep you accountable and motivated and moving forward. It's when you can mix all of those things together. Those are the things that help you be healthier over time. Just finding something that is sustainable for your life. And that does ebb and flow and shift depending on what season you're in. You know, if you're you know, 24 and you're single or you're 46 and you're you're married with three kids. Obviously, the goals might be different, but when you really strip it down, all of the things that make all of us healthier are very similar across the board and they'll probably never change. So if this podcast is still going on in 25 years, I'll probably be saying similar stuff. As I know better, I'll I'll do better and I'll share more, but I, I don't see a day where I say, hey guys, don't eat vegetables. 
hey guys, don't eat fruits. Hey guys, don't eat you know quality lean meats and uh, drink water and get good sleep. That's the base of all the things we do. They're all things you guys know, but it's nice to hear the reminder. And if you can pick up one or two hacks in here, or I said a, a food or a supplement you haven't been thinking about taking, and maybe, hey, you know what? I don't get enough krill oil. Or you know what? I am stressed. My sleep does suck. Maybe I'll try the CBD. Or you know what? I never eat vegetables. I'll, these are easy ways to integrate these things into your life. And there's always little ways to hack it. And if you guys got questions, hit me up. That's what I'm here for. But hopefully you enjoyed it. And again, um, what else we got going on here? Reminder, uh, our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off here in two days, six hours, 20 minutes, and 20 seconds and counting. So if you guys are interested uh, in joining our 34 Days to Fit, it's 100% online. You can do it in your garage, your backyard, your living room, anywhere you guys have access. Just a set of dumbbells is all you need. Even if you don't have those, we can walk you through some hacks uh, so you can still train even without them. I'm going to get pretty creative here for people because I know a lot of you are still locked at home just like we are. We don't know when we can come back to uh, the gym here. So uh, we'll do that with you. But uh, we do have a podcast discount code if you guys are struggling with funds, you've been laid off, furloughed, or just money is tight because the world is kind of moving in a weird direction. We can share that with you. So hit me up as soon as possible. Literally, it's May the 7th right now. So you only have two days before we close down enrollment. And that'll be rolling the next 34 days. And hopefully... We're all back to uh, you know normal-ish life at that point, and we can start kicking ass uh, together. But for now, our 34 Days to Fit will be kicking off there. And uh, if you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to the podcast app. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop me a five-star uh, ratings and reviews. I'd love for you guys to drop me what you think of this. And obviously, if you're on iTunes or your iPad, it's just the iTunes icon, rings and reviews, five-star. I appreciate you guys. And again, if this is all stuff you know, but maybe you have, you know, a friend or family member, you know, mom, dad, coworker who's not, you know, the healthiest person in the world and they're looking for some very, you know, basic information to help them, you know, get a kickstart, this would be uh, the podcast for them. And again, it's a good reminder even for me as I go through this to be like, oh man, you know what? I haven't ate, you know, broccoli in a while. Maybe I'll pick some up today. Uh, but again, obviously the, the novice people, these are really great places to start. And for all of us, they're all good reminders for us just to be healthier, uh, whether it be the foods we eat, the sleep we get, the way we train, or obviously even the news outlets we tend to get information from during this time just because, you know, there's enough negative stuff out there in the world. So the more positive things you can fill your body with, both in terms of the things you listen to, you read, and you eat, it matters. And it goes a long way in terms of making you healthier. And I believe that's how we kind of treat every athlete here is this well-rounded approach to health, you know, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, not just, hey, come in and get sweaty and be on your way. I try to do as much research and education as I can in terms of how can we help you in all the facets of your health and fitness, you know, be well-rounded. And I think that's the way it should be approached. So I uh, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you're all doing well. I know this has been a weird season for sure, but uh, we'll keep pumping out these as much as possible to help you get some, you know, easy, mindful, educational listening along the way. And hopefully um, it helps you pick up a, a couple of things you can, you know, throw into your toolbox as you move through this fitness journey. So thank you guys. I appreciate you. Uh, any questions on the, uh, the Beam CBD stuff, hit me up. Again, the code is just Jeremy Scott on the Beam TLC site for everything. If you want to know what I exactly do, I'm happy to send you uh, pictures, videos of that stuff, 
or anything else you're wondering, hey, Jeremy, what do you eat for this or what do you do here? I'm happy to answer you guys. Just throw me the questions and they'll be there for you. So I thank you guys. Again, stay safe, stay sweaty. And again, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube page, make sure you guys do that. YouTubers, thank you for watching. Um, but it's just Jeremy Scott Fitness on YouTube. We're throwing everything on there. A lot of our workouts, some of the private ones, all the public ones on Instagram, then obviously all the podcasts are going on there too, as well as a couple of things from some of our programs that will be leaking out here later in the year. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love of people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.